A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the mat. I tell Caprice, Priest, Priest, we don't say mooses, we say me. Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. Hello and welcome to the We're In Between podcast, the podcast that discusses As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. Last week we talked about the episode Never Can Say Goodbye, and this week we'll be talking about Gym Class Confidential. And in this one, uh, the girls' gym class has to watch a film about puberty, and Macy is terrified. Um, And then we also have a side plot with Hoodsy being afraid to take showers in gym class. Um, because he doesn't want to get naked in front of the rest of the class. Uh, this one was originally aired February 17th, 2002, written by Eric Casimiro, who's actually here with us this week on the podcast to discuss it with us, and it's uh, apparently his favorite episode, so we're excited to have him. Thanks. That's very nice. All right, so right before we discuss about the episode, what was the inspiration for it? Well, when I was of the, you know, when we were looking for Ginger stories, we'd all sort of recapped our own lives as as teenagers. And I remember like the Judy Bloom books being really like coveted. And I had friends, uh, girlfriends then who weren't sort of like ready for some of that. And it, it always sort of stuck with me. And then I personally had modesty issues as a kid. So Hoodsy's story came very naturally, of course. And it was it was a really, uh, you know, it was an examination of uh, your body and how, you know, you have to sort of face facts at a certain point that you, you know, there's just a reality to your body. And um, yeah, so that's where it sort of came from. All right, so the episode begins in gym class, which, you know, perfect for the title. So it, be- it begins with gym class, and Miss Powell, the gym teacher, makes an announcement that they're going to be watching a movie about girls growing up, and it's going to explain a whole bunch of things that they never knew about their bodies. And everybody was really curious about it, except for Macy, who's actually terrified by it. Yeah, this brought me back to my uh, middle school days. I remember the time where this video was going to be a thing, right? Because everyone has one. Everyone has this sort of this talk. It happens in your life. And I remember, you know, it was it was the talk of the town. Like, everyone's freaking out about it. And this this felt so real to me, this, this episode and this moment of them just sort of <laughs> freaking out about it. Very much how my real life experience was. Basically, Courtney just approaches Ginger saying that this is a very important video to watch and anybody who's anybody has to watch it. It's pretty much mandatory to watch it. And, you know, she really becomes incredibly snobby in this episode. I mean, we kind of have some moments throughout the series at this point in which we do kind of see... Her acting pretty ignorant, but at the same time, you, we kind of give it the we kind of give the defense that she lived a pretty sheltered life. But here, it really seems like she's pushing 
Macy into like, oh, you need to watch this, otherwise you won't grow up. And the same thing with Miranda, but that's to be expected with Miranda acting really, really pushy to Macy. But yeah, here we actually have Courtney de- kind of like being like the little antagonist in this episode. Well, she can't always be nice and, and innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Usually she seems a little more well-intended, but uh, she's never been, like, the the good, nice girl of the group, necessarily. Not at all. She was always <laughs> our sort of mean girl in training, you know? Yeah, not quite Miranda level. No, not Miranda level at all. <laughs> she's a riot girl, really. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, then we cut into Carl and Hoodsey's plot where they have a new gym teacher named Mr. Ward and he's your typical drill sergeant teacher and he basically tells the rules about how they have to take their t-shirts home and have it washed once a week and of course then there's the mandatory showers. And so we have Carl, Hoodsey and Brandon and they're chewing gum and... Uh, Brandon trades his baby tooth, I mean, his monkey's baby tooth in exchange for the gum. And then when the gym teacher sees that he's chewing gum, he starts off by saying, okay, take out your gum and put it into this giant box that's filled with already pre-chewed gum. And then Brandon puts it in and then he tells him, okay, now you take one out and chew the piece. It's like, oh man, that is so gross. That's right out of my life and my oh middle my God. school. Oh my God. Including the teacher's name. It, it cleared legally, so I can actually say he was our teacher <laughs> who uh, who made us do that. So as you know, no one ever chewed gum because that was just so wretchedly disgusting. Did you ever actually see somebody like actually have to chew it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. oh my God. Really when I put it in the script, originally Brandon had to chew the gum. Network was like, no, that's just too disgusting. I'm like, well, huh. all right, well, it's real life, so okay. <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, I was like, there is no way that anybody's school would let that happen. And apparently I'm wrong, so... <laughs> Well, you know, I don't think he la- he stayed long in the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Um, I-, I was also wondering, and maybe my schools were just different. I never actually had to take showers in gym class. Is that a common phenomenon for other people? I just, I- it was never required for me. Never even throughout high school. Like, you just never had to. Is that a common thing that happens? I don't know. Yeah, we had to. Uh, and-, and I went to a public school, like in a small town, you know, sort of middle class town, nothing special, but... Uh, the teacher, it was mandatory. He checked, he sat in the locker room with the lip, the attendance slip and, and checked everyone off. It was really weird. Honestly, this is the most autobiographical story in the, in the, of all of them that I wrote because it just sort of wrote itself, really. <laughs> wow, that's, that's really, like I said, for, for me, this, that part was not very much not my life. And I was kind of like, I was like, I'm sure this happens. But uh, yeah, I guess cool to see that the inspiration is, uh, Pretty literal. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, as for my high school, the, uh, I went to three high schools because I moved a lot, and there was one one of the three schools did have a shower, and that was used for the gymnastics team and for the swimming team. Uh, you know, as for like a regular gym, I don't think I ever had to use it. So continuing with the episode discussion, so. Um, we have Macy absolutely terror. Oh, uh, we, we didn't even, for- we, I guess we kind of forgot to mention this, that, I mean, it, it, it's pretty minor anyway, but yeah, Carl and Hoodsey, their major shenanigan for the week is that they're trying to break the record of not showering the longest. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I it's kind of like similar to, uh, what Hey Arnold did in which they wanted to break the world's record, but Carl and Hoodsey actually did it the longest in which they didn't bathe for like 17 days. 
and they try to have like unique ways of covering themselves uh, away from the smell but it's we we see apparent that it didn't work in this episode but anyway so continuing on so we have macy not wanting to see the movie she's really afraid and and dodie is saying you have to watch this movie macy it's mandatory otherwise what are we going to be talking about a whole bunch of girls are going to be talking about all these things and you're going to be the one who's left behind and that's kind of like the message in this episode about being pressured into doing something if you're not ready for it and it's you know with both macy and hoodsy it's actually a really good um balance you know we have macy afraid of growing up and we have hoodsy who's afraid of being naked in front of everybody so it, it you know similar to when we discussed about deja who a few weeks ago in which it was about identity crisis so we have this one which is about conquering your fear of something yeah i really appreciated the uh, the parallels kind of going on in this one a lot of times they're sort of the a plot and the b plot and they're really separated but i think some of my favorite episodes are when they kind of you know, have the parallels like we see in this one, both of them having sort of their fears and going through sort of, you know, the weird puberty things that we live through. So Live through, we suffer through. Yeah, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Barely make it through. Somehow we're still here. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, but for the grace. <laughs> so afterwards, so we have um, Ginger approaching Miss Powell asking on whether they can, whether, you know, her friend can be able to skip out on it. And then she was like, nope, absolutely not. You know, this movie changed me. And, you know, who knows? Maybe your friend will grow that mustache one day. And, you know, then, you know, Macy just kind of crawls down and pretty much says, is it, uh, you know, how many times is taking eighth grade repeatedly get really boring? So we do actually do see a progression with the grades. In season one, they were in seventh grade, and now they're in eighth grade, which I guess between from, you know, summer of Camp Caprice into this episode, we do see that they actually do change grades. And of course, there's a lot of callbacks, like the little Seal Girl song and the the one scene in which um, when... You know, Ginger was trying to help Macy out with um, confronting her problems when they're looking through the medical books. And then Macy says, I have a police record to thank me for that. And, <laughs> you know, that's from the very first episode. So, yeah, that was really important to us when we did the show to make sure we held true to the mythology and that we never forgot those things. Just like you don't when you're going through that in your own life, like all of it's a cumulative ex- experience. And uh um, and to the the progression, it drove production crazy because, as you know, in animation, it, there had to be adjustments made along the way. And and one of the big things I pushed for was clothing always changing on the characters. And our production manager wanted to kill me because, you know, there, that's a lot of extra animation and design that you do. But it's like you can't do a show about this era and not consider every character has a closet full of clothes and you can reuse them. But, you know, it should be it drove me crazy that, you know, Fred Flintstone wore the same fur every episode, you know. Yeah. And I I definitely think we've noticed those things. So I'd say, you know, as much as it might have driven them crazy, definitely, uh, definitely improves the work. And I think it's it's part of why. I don't know. So me and Casey actually haven't seen the show it's in, in its entirety. So we're like watching episode by episode. Um, so this is this is where I'm at as far as where the story goes. But like the reason that we wanted to watch it all the way through is because it has such a great progression and does such a good job of it that you don't see with other cartoons. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, continuing with the story. So we have Carl, who's pretty much killing it with playing um, dodgeball. And the coach is really impressed with him and kind of sees him as like his kind of prodigy in some cases and then Hoodsy just feels like he's left out mostly because he doesn't do well with the dodgeball and that he doesn't take showers you know like all the other guys 
tries to come up with some excuses saying like, oh, I have this skin disease that if it, that if I shower, it comes out and, oh, I barely worked up a sweat. And, you know, the gym teacher is sort of not buying it, but it does feel really relatable that there are some people out there that do not feel comfortable with you know stripping out and having to do certain things and you know we even see this nice scene in which when he's talking to joanne about it about how his father is you know he dresses himself in the closet it's like wow that's pretty insecure i had totally clocked because i stole from real life there too a very close family friend it was the mom of the family but she was this nice irish woman and she only undressed in the closet (laughs) wow and when she watched the show, because her grandson was of the age of the audience, I was totally clocked. They knew I had stolen that story. God damn. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, boy. I, I do remember, because obviously we, we would still wear gym clothes, right? And I do remember there was a lot of like girls who would be like, I don't want to change in front of everyone. Like That was definitely a thing where like they were like, I... I'm going to go into the bathroom stall. I don't want people to see me. So like definitely that that was real... Uh, I don't think I don't think people you know you kind of got over it, but yeah, wow, dressing in the closet every day that's a uh, that's dedication. <laughs> then we have um, Ginger and Dodie trying their very best to help Macy out, but whatever they try, they just can't seem to make it work. And then we have the scene and when they're in the bus and Courtney's talking about how sometimes when you're growing up, you have to let things go. And uh, we even discussed about this in Comeback Little Seal Girl about, you know, doing certain things that is childish and that sometimes you want to hold on to certain things because you're getting older. And it's kind of like sort not exactly like a follow up, but it does kind of like feel the same message in which like. You know, for Macy's case in which she's not ready to take that next step into adulthood, but she she wants to cling in to her, you know, to her, uh, the way that, to her current state because she feels comfortable that way. And what really struck to me was in the scene in which when Lois was talking about her old friend that she used to hang out with in college and that as time went on, they just kind of went their separate ways. And they occasionally talk to one another. And, you know, that's definitely real to me because pretty much everybody that I knew in middle school and high school, I don't even speak to anymore. Maybe with the exception of one person, but even then we briefly talk to one another every once in a while. And even then, I mean, you know, even with Ginger saying, I don't know how I would feel that way if if it was, you know, with Dodie and Macy, it's like... You know, I thought to myself, man, I don't know how I would feel that way if I was to have something a similar relation like that with Kevin because he and I have been best friends for over 20 years. It's like, man, if we just have like, oh, we talk to each other on the phone or on Facebook every once in a while, it's like that would be kind of it would be kind of a bit of a strained relationship, but I kind of definitely understand where, you know, in the sense of, you know, when you move on, you like different things, you meet up with different people and you just take a different path. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, Casey and I have been friends since high school and we've, we've stayed much more in touch than either of us ever expected to. But for the most part, yeah, I'd say you, you, you know, you make new friends, you lose some and that's sort of how it goes. And, and I mean, when you're there, it's always hard to say like in the future, I might not be friends with these people, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely struck a chord with me as well. There's not really much to say. I guess we can finally cut into, you know, when they finally watch the film. Oh my goodness. 
So yeah, it's very similar to one we were discussing about in Dare I Dare and about them learning about the pituitary gland. It's like, now we get to see the changes of a woman. We have the talk. I was stunned that this was allowed on TV in a kid's show. Like, I was so unprepared. Like, I was not prepped for the, the period reference, like the direct reference to like something about like, you'll have a monthly visitor. And I was so unprepared for the birth scene. Oh my goodness. So sorry. <laughs> no, it was okay. I, I, it was it was almost just like I was like, oh my god, this aired. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I was stunned. The takeaway for so far is that you are our Macy in real life, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Macy, yeah, I, guess I mean, like, it's like you said before, Ashley. Macy's your your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is. <laughs> I'm definitely not like a high anxiety person normally. I was just so I was not ready. I was like I I was expecting it to be like I don't know, like a quick like clip in and out sort of scene. I was just not prepped for that that detail. It was wow, it was something. <laughs> well, we we were very careful. I mean, my I think that that part of the script probably went through the most uh scrutiny across the broadcaster, but the argument was this is a show about real stuff. You can't really sand the edges too much because it's the climax of the story. And we got to at least, it would be too easy to end the story with the way it does with Courtney if it if um, it wasn't so um, explicit, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciated it. Like I said, I was surprised, but uh, no, it, it, it was cool to, like I said, just in the, the sense that I'm, I'm glad you guys made that choice too. It's uh definitely you know one that i'm sure a lot of shows shy away from and i think that's again part of what we really love about as told by ginger is how much it doesn't shy away from the realities yeah and and of course you know we have that incredibly amazing schadenfreude moment in which courtney pukes all over miranda's shoes all this time courtney had been bugging ginger and macy saying about you have to watch it it's part of life and then she pretty much freaks out and she throws up on miranda's shoes the projector catches on fire the the gym teacher uses her um her um her shirt to get rid of the flames it's like and then Dodie kind of ends it with yeah guess who's freaking out and then (laughs) we even have that sweet moment in which when Ginger goes over to Macy at the bathroom and tells her that you know she was able to make it through and that the reason why she was pushing her so much was because she didn't want Macy to get left behind and Macy was saying the same thing in which she was saying um, you know, the reason why I watch is because I didn't want to be left behind. I wanted to be alongside with you girls. And again, that's amazing that, well, you know, we've seen throughout a handful of episodes that Maisie is able to confront her fears, even though when she's at her most vulnerable. I love Maisie. Maisie's the best. She's like the, in my opinion, so far, at least the, the purest character of them all. Like Dodie is all sorts of flavors of horrible and Ginger for the most part is good, but has her moments. I feel like Maisie's just, you know, I love her. She's the best. Yeah, I must admit, I have a, a great affection for Macy. And, and she was voiced by a very dear friend who had never done voiceover before. And she had been a Second City comedian but and does sketch, you know, improv and such. But uh, 
so she brought something so fresh to it that I really loved. It wasn't like a t- traditional voiceover actress, you know. It was uh, really special. Yeah, we had Jackie on the podcast a few months ago. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! Cool! Yeah, she she was talking to, she was talking about a whole bunch of great stories about it and how much the, how much the character meant a lot to her. And you know, every single person that we've interviewed so far at least have mentioned how great. Macy or Jackie was in the role. Oh, that's really nice to hear. No, she's she was extraordinary, really extraordinary. All right, I guess we can conclude this episode with um, discussing about Hoodsy's part of the story, in which when he finally decides to confront his fears and stripping down, and everybody just reacts in such a over-the-top way. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you smell like monkey cake. That's what Brandon says. And, you know, then everybody just runs away and then you know, at first, Hoodie was a little bit fr- afraid of it, but then Carl was like, hey, it's just us guys, not like you have webbed toes or something. And then Hoodie was like, oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. I and- wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a great way to end the episode. Eric, I'm assuming you haven't listened to this. Uh, at the end of us talking about each episode, we say whether we give it a yay, nay, or a meh if we think the episode is just okay. I'm assuming, I mean, you've wrote it for one, but I'm assuming you'll give it a yay regardless. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I, I, I can be cruel with my own children for sure, but I would I would give it a yay for sure. As I said, it's my favorite. Yeah, and I, I will stand alongside that one. Definitely give it a yay. I think it, it has a lot of just very, very real moments that I think a lot of other kids shows are sort of afraid to touch or don't do right and I, I can't say it enough that the show is just so real and I think this episode really encapsulates that wonderfully. And I'll have to give this episode a yay as well. Definitely one of my favorite episodes in the series and also it's like one of the first episodes in a while in which we actually did enjoy you know the Carlin Hoodsy plots in which we were saying about how it was either like not as special compared to the ginger plot or something like that but you know here it actually works because it tackles in a similar subject and it's able to conclude in a similar way but it was it was actually really well done um macy confronting a fear that we all relate to and same with hoodsy and you know just the peaks and the rises on them confronting it in the end is actually really well done and so yeah i give it a yay that's really nice so yeah i think that should be it for this um episode of we're in between so um once again um eric thank you so much for joining us happy to be here thank you you're very welcome. So yeah, uh, this coming Saturday, we will be having our bonus podcast where we have Eric as a guest and we'll be answering all of your questions from the forums and from the Old Schooling YouTube channel. Tune in next week as we're going to be talking about episode 23. That should be it for this episode. Hope to see you around soon and thank you for listening.